Meatballs, meatballs. This is Meatballs, Meatballs, podcast number seven, and today, Saratoga Springs. Saratoga Springs, a real town with fictitious people. You tell Pipes he better pay up. Look, Pipes is thinking of robbing a bank. Well, however he wants to pay up. They'll catch him and send him up the river. He'll still owe me when he gets out. Saratoga Springs, now, every day. And it's quite a series. It's 90 episodes. I think they're about four minutes each. And we're offering it for free. So soon, you're going to be able to download each episode daily, every day, seven days a week for the next, uh, whatever it is, 13 weeks. But before I talk about it, why don't I just go ahead and play an episode? Saratoga Saratoga Springs I was walking through a field of clover on the outskirts of town. Saratoga Yeah. When I came upon a rusty old 1958 Volvo. Station wagon. It was, um, well, once it was a lovely tomato red, but now just a faded rusty rose. Yeah, I used to own one of these. <laughs> Look at that. No tires, but, Starts right up. <laughs> Radio still works. I'm cruising on Main Street. I spy a lovely Saratoga senorita. Hello, Lolita. You want to go for a ride? Nice car, Willie. Come on, let's go for a cruise. Why not? Hey, what's in the paper bag? Where are we headed? You tell me. How about a night on the town? All right. So we're cruising down the main street. It's called Main Street. That'll give you an idea of the size of the town. It's a small town, big money, old money, fancy horses, downtown health spas, and mineral baths, and gambling ghosts of Diamond Gym. How about dinner? Yeah. So I pulled in the drive-in. I joined Lolita in the dining room in the back of the station wagon. Two beef patties, tomatoes, lettuce, onion, dill pickle, secret sauce, and sesame seeds on a bun. Cheeseburger, fries, and the Diet Pepsi. So what's in the bag? Something wonderful. Oh. Something real. Diet Coke? No. Tomatoes. Tomatoes? Real tomatoes. You mean real honest to goodness old-fashioned tomatoes? Just like Mom used to grow. Oh, hey, look at this one. What a beauty. Give it a squeeze. Wow! <laughs> Red, ripe, juicy. Hand me the knife, the knife, the knife. Here you go. I'll just slice this and... Ooh, wow, look at that. Mmm, giant jumbo, plump, juicy, real 
Honest to God, old-fashioned, just like Ma used to grow tomato. the apple eaten by Eve marks the loss of innocence, the fall from grace, so too does the tomato represent the fall of Western civilization. What do you mean? Look at today's modern tomato, techno fruit. Solid, efficient, enduring, and totally, technically... Tasteless. Right. Yes, Lolita was right. You can look at the rise and fall of Western civilization with the rise and fall of the tomato. So I drove Lolita home. Good night. Good night. I parked the Volvo back in the clover. Yeah, I used to own one of these. Good car. A real tomato. I should mention that Tim Clark did the music for all uh, all these episodes. I went to the Grand Union Supermarket, which at the time had cash registers with little voices in them that would tell you how much it was. Hi. Well, hi. It's been a while since I've seen you. I've been out of town. <laughs> you didn't go back to the Amazon, did you? <laughs> no, not this time. Are you planning to return there? I was thinking of returning to Rio. Return to Rio? God, Oof, that sounds romantic. Yeah, it does. Is Rio really romantic? I think it's the most beautiful city in the world. <sighs> there are lagoons and beaches and mountains popping up all over the city. You drive around them, through them. Really? Ipanema has the most beautiful women I've ever seen. Oh. Copacabana is this great crescent beach that sweeps around. At one end is Sugarloaf Mountain. And if you look up there, yes? you can see towering over it all is Corcovado, with the statue of Christ, his arms outstretched, looking down on Rio. Oh, wow. There were times at three in the morning, I'd be sitting in a sidewalk cafe on the beach, the temperature, 85 degrees, the surf lapping up against the shore. Were you there during carnival? Carnival? The whole city becomes a carnival. Bands are playing everywhere. There's dancing everywhere in the streets. Everyone just letting go of everything. Rio de Janeiro. Yes. 
Dollars. I miss it. Change. One. Cent. Well, so long. Thank you. Bye. Recorded the sounds in Rio and then decided to create this little fantasy that Donna has. Here's a favorite episode of mine. It takes place at Lofat's Peking Palace. And uh, there's uh, Lolita, who you've heard, uh, Willie's girlfriend, and Lofat. And Willie, who's kind of the Saratoga historian, that is, he loves to tell stories about Saratoga, all of them supposedly true. And this one definitely is. It's about one of the greatest races that ever took place in Saratoga. What I like about this is the way Lolita and Lofat create kind of a chorus backing him, which is wonderfully silly. And we did this all in one take. I was able to record at the track. The track was so raked that it was like very, very soft. So the horses were making hardly any sounds at all. And I went into the infield, or whatever they call it, the center of the track, and I put my microphones down right on the ground, right under the rail. So when they were hugging the rail, which they do, the horse's hooves were only about a foot or so away from the microphones. So that's what you're going to be hearing, plus the sounds of the track and so on, and then Willie giving his narration on the greatest race that ever took place at Saratoga Springs. Oh, Willie! Hi, hello. Uh, Rolita! Ta-ta. <laughs> hello, Mr. Fats. Uh, you two have story to tell today? <laughs> yes, I do. Oh, good, good, good. Well, what's today's story, Willie? Well, as everyone knows, the month of August is thoroughbred racing in Saratoga Springs, the oldest track in the country. A lovely track. Do you ever go to the track? Mm, yes, yes, yes. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, then you know, Lo, one of the most famous races that ever occurred in the history of racing was run on that track on a rainy Saturday afternoon. When was that? It was August 16th, 1930. was the famous Travers Stakes. Travers Stakes? Yeah, there was William Woodward's three-year-old champion, Gallant Fox. Gallant Fox. That's right, who won the Preakness, the Kentucky Derby, and the Belmont Stakes. Triple Crown! That's right, you know a lot about racing, don't you? The Triple Crown, that's right. Well, Gallant Fox was the second largest moneymaker in the history of the American turf. American Turf. Turf, yes, that's right. And there was, uh, let's see, Harry Payne Whitney's which one? Which one? Which one was the king of the two-year-olds, and he had beaten Gallant Fox in the 1929 Futurity. Futurity. And then there was Willie Sharp Kilmer's son Falcon and Chaffee Earl's Jim Dandy. Jim Dandy? Yeah, Jim Dandy. Jim Dandy had barely earned $100 for the entire year. <laughs> entire year? Yeah. He had been shipped in from California, where it rarely rained, and the Saratoga track was solid mud, so the odds for Jim Dandy rose 100 to 1. 100 to 1? Yeah. And the horses lined up at the gate, and... They're off! And as they gallop past the clubhouse turn, it's Gallant Fox and which one? Which one is moving to the front? Which one? But Gallant Fox is moving up. Gallant Fox! At the furlong pole, Gallant Fox is even again. Gallant and Fox. the quarter is Gallant Fox ahead by a neck. Which one? 
Gallon Fox is taking command. Gallon but Fox. don't forget the king of the two-year-olds. Which one? which one is moving up? Moving he's moving up. up. Which one is ahead by a nose? Oh, no. Yes, he's ahead by a head. Which he's ahead by a nose. Which one is which one? Is Gallon Fox and which one? Gallon Fox and which one? Gallon Fox. Wait a minute. Slipping on the inside corner. So splattered with mud you can't tell who it is. Which one? Which one? No, it's Jim Dandy. Jim Dandy. Yes, but no. Surely this must be a false alarm. This California coat cannot outrun the greatest coats of the year. Surely he can't keep this pace for long. No, but which one seems slow? He's in distress. Which one? Jim Dandy's taking the lead. Headed into the stretch. Jim Dandy ahead by two lengths. Ahead by three lengths. Jim Dandy ahead by three lengths. Ahead by three lengths. Jim Dandy moving up at the wire. Jim Dandy. The Jim Dandy. Jim Dandy by six lengths. It's the greatest upset in the history of the American turf. The only dream the thing that happened here this afternoon, wrote the great American writer Damon Runyon. Out of the clouds dropped a hundred to one shot to beat the two greatest racehorses on the American continent. Which one? We're going to be offering uh, Saratoga Springs for free for downloads. You can check the website. If you're on our email list, we'll let you know when it's coming up. Be pretty soon. Our website is zbs.org.